Hey, I want to. I want us just to have a look at a scripture this morning. I want to preach this morning. We're talking about the presence of God. I want to talk to you this morning about the importance of mountaintop moments for every believer. Mountaintop experiences. Every Christian, we, 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 you know, you don't have to think too much to go through a valley. It just happens. Valley experiences where, where it's dry, where, where you get low, where you can get overcome, where things can be going the opposite way. When God gave you a promise, you stepped out in faith and now it seems to be going in the opposite direction. That's what we call a valley experience. And in the valley experience, you do different things. One of them is you prophesy. You prophesy what you heard on the mountain in the valley to the dry bones. You don't stop prophesying until you've come out of that valley. And some of you right now have been going through a valley and you've been going through a dark time and a difficult place and someone, someone once told me that if you're going through hell, the best thing you could do is don't stop there. Don't stop there, keep walking, keep moving and keep prophesying over your circumstances that you're gonna come out of that into another day of favour and blessing. Just pull that, pull that one down for you. If that was for you today, pull it down right now. Mountaintop experiences, Psalm 122 verse one says this, I was overjoyed when they said, come on, who needs to be in a connect group so they can say to them, when they said, let's go to the house of the Lord. Let's go up to the house of the Lord. So not just me on my own, but let's go. Let's fill that car, get to church on Sunday. My connect group's looking out for me. Let's sit together. Let's be in the house of the Lord. I was overjoyed when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. You should never come to church alone. You should always come with somebody else. We should always be texting someone, ringing someone, bringing someone. Let's go up to the house of the Lord. And now as we stand here inside the very gates of Jerusalem, Jerusalem is on a mountaintop. If you've ever been to Israel, I have been, I've been to Jerusalem. And to get to Jerusalem, you drive up a mountain. And at the top of this mountain, and at the very top of that mountain is what's called the Temple Mount, where the house of the Lord was built. So when David's writing this Psalm, he's talking about the experience of all of the children of Israel they would do it three times a year for a feast to come up to the, to the mountain and to the house of the Lord. And I was glad. it was a joyful, a week-long feast. They would have set money aside all year, a one tithe for these feast experiences so that they would, wherever they were from, they would get to the house of the mountain of the Lord for this feast. And they would get there. Oh, Jerusalem, you were built as a city of praise where God and man mingled together. Oh, I like that. I read that in the, in the Passion Translation. Do we use that around here? Okay, four people, that's awesome. I read that in the, in the Passion Translation where God and man mingle together. That's church. Every Sunday we gather, God and man, and man are mingling in the atmosphere of His presence and faith is here and worship. And it's, it's an amazing thing where God and man mingle together. This is where all the people of Israel are required to come and worship Jehovah God. You see, there's something amazing about that week in, week out encounter that you and I have when we come to the house of God and we worship. There's something amazing when we gather together in connect groups and, and we, we, we nut it out, we support each other, we love one another, we, we encourage one another, we keep one another accountable, we, we fulfill our dreams side by side, go through the highs and the lows together. But, but somehow your Christian experience needs mountaintop experiences as well. 
Not just every day, every day, every week experiences, but mountaintop experiences. Moments where you set your face to climb and sing as many of the Psalms were, the songs of ascent. We're going up and we're singing with joy and expectation because we've set some time aside to go up a mountain to meet with God. And for many of us this week, that's what Presence Conference is going to be. It's going to be a mountaintop experience. I was glad when they said, let's go up where God and man mingle together. When you read through the Bible, and it's interesting, you do a study of, of the mountaintop experiences and what happened on mountains throughout all of history. It's like these amazing, significant moments happened on mountains. Abraham stood on a mountain and cast his eyes across the land and God gave him a vision for the land of promise for the future. See, sometimes you can only see your future when you get up to a certain elevation in the Spirit. Moses got to a mountain and he heard the call of God with a burning bush in front of him on Mount Horrible or Sinai. And he stood there and God spoke to him out of a burning bush and the fire of God came on him. Sometimes you've got to get up to a mountain and the call of God is going to get into your life. I know some of you this week, you're going to have a burning bush experience as God speaks to you on the mountain. Then years, uh, years later, on that same mountain, Moses climbed up and he received the word of the Lord, the, the Ten Commandments. God downloaded specific instructions to him again, where? On the mountain. Now he had to do it twice because like everybody who owns an iPad, he broke his first tablet. <laughs> oh, come on, that wasn't too bad. I'll, I'll, I'll be here all day. Come on. All right. Number, th number three mountain experience was Elijah. Elijah was on a mountain where he, after being, uh, one, having a showdown with, with the devil, 400 prophets of Baal, and he had this amazing encounter with God moment where fire came from heaven and all hell was coming against him. But in a moment of an offering and crying out to God, God broke through for him. Mountaintop experiences. It wasn't, it wasn't that long later that Elijah, now depressed and discouraged, meets on a mountain with God and in the stillness, he hears the voice of heaven whisper to his heart instruction for the next two years, strengthen and encourage him. Where was it? It was on a mountain. It was Jesus who won the ultimate victory on a mountain, a place we call Calvary, where he went and he laid down his life, gave his life for you and I that we could walk into eternal destiny. His low moment became the ultimate mountaintop experience for every person. You might be here today and you've never actually received Christ. You've never actually said, God, would you wipe the sins of my life away? Would you make me brand new? Would you let me walk into your destiny for my life? And today at the end of this service, I'm gonna give an opportunity to pray a prayer, to say yes to the God of heaven who loved you and I so much that he sent his son to a mountain mountain for you and I to die a cruel and horrible death so we might know life and life in the full mountains. I, I've always believed in setting aside priorities to get to, to places, conferences, moments that, that take a bit of work. Climbing a mountain's not easy. It takes a little bit of work. It takes a little bit of planning. It takes a little bit of prioritization. It takes a little bit of get, getting ready. Danielle and I have started to climb some mountains just recently. And it's kind of like, whoa, this is, this is, that looked really good from a distance, but this is taking a bit of work, a bit of planning. Sometimes before your greatest spiritual breakthrough comes some spiritual opposition. Don't, be, don't, be, don't underestimate what, when God's gonna do something incredible, you'll encounter some things that try to put you off course and discourage you. 
mountaintop experiences. I remember, Pastor Drew, uh, hearing for years about the largest church in the world, the church of Dr. Yongi Cho, and how it was built around prayer, much like C3 Church is built around prayer. And he had a place called Prayer Mountain. So I visited Dr. Cho's church with Pastor Phil a few years ago, and I thought, now I'm here. This is a bucket list moment. I need to go and pray on Prayer Mountain. So I went, I went along, and it was, it was kind of powerful, but a little bit funny. I'll tell you what happened. I went along, and I went, and first of all, I was slightly disappointed because it wasn't so much of a mountain as a, as a hill. So, okay, once I got through that, that's okay. It was more like a campus of all these buildings, and, but, they, but they had what these called prayer grottos. So it's, it's quite a hot day, and I go along, and in the side of this hill is these prayer grottos. They're about so tall, because most of the people here are a lot shorter than I am. As, uh, they're about this about this wide, and they're about maybe uh, one and a half steps long. And so you go in there, there's a little place, and you kneel down. There's a door that you close, glass, a little glass window on the door. And so you're supposed to bend over, get down. You get down on your knees, and, there's this, and you start to pray, and you call out to God. So I'm like, awesome. I've set a few hours aside. I'm going to go and pray. Now, I knew it would be hot, so like a good Aussie boy, I thought I'll, go, I'll come prepared. So I had uh, tracksuit pants. Yes, is that a thing? Tracky dacks, we call them in Australia. We call them tracky dacks. Okay, sweatpants, sweatpants. There we go. I took my sweatpants along. Sorry, I've got an interpreter on the front row here. I'm wearing my sweatpants with some shorts underneath, a t-shirt and a jumper. And I get there and, the sun, and I'm, I'm looking around. I get, into, I get into this little place. The sun's beating through the window on the, on the, on the, uh, through to the grotto. And it's like, I don't see anyone around. So I go in. So I'm like, okay, take off my, my jacket. And then after a while, I've got shorts on. So I take my sweatpants off and I'm starting to sweat. This is hard work praying on prayer mountain. So eventually I take my shirt, my shirt off. I'm like, I'm serious about praying. And I've got my shirt off. I'm in my shorts. And every now and then I'll go outside for a breather to get some fresh air. And anyway, I just I, a couple of ladies walk past, and they were like staring me down. I'm not sure what's going on, but they just didn't. I thought, come on, they've got to be impressed. I'm going for it. I'm praying. I'm a man of prayer and faith, and they've got to be really impressed. Well, they didn't seem impressed. And then eventually, the third lady who went by after about an hour looked at me, and she goes, "Women, women." I didn't. I couldn't understand what she's saying. Eventually, she goes, "Women, men. There's a women's prayer grotto section, and a men's. And here's me stripped down to my shorts in the women's section, praying for all I'm worth. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Pastor Jürgen's my name. Pastor Jürgen. No, no, no. I didn't know. I should have. I should have thought about that." So I moved on to the men's section and I haven't been back to Prayer Mountain since. (laughs) You got to have mountain experiences. You got to prepare for them. I love love this idea. You know, uh, one of the the real reasons that you and I need to have mountaintop experiences where we set time aside to be in worship is because it's so easy as a Christian to what I call dehydrate. It's so easy to lose your spiritual fullness. Life will suck uh, the spirit out of you. Life will, will suck vision out of you. We're living in a world that's, that, that the spirit on the world is so opposite to what we live in. You, you just have to go into certain places and you feel, you feel the, the, the spirit of the world getting on you and, and facing obstacles. And, and here's, the, here's the crazy thing about, about your spiritual condition. Let me read first of all out of Psalm 42. David says this, As the deer pants for the water brooks, 
So, my, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God. When was the last time we thought that? My soul is thirsty for you, God. My soul longs for you and nothing else, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they continually say to me, where is your God? This is David going through a valley experience. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. I used to have mountaintop experiences. I remember what it was like to go where man and men mingled with God, but I've stopped doing it. I've lost it. I've, I've lost that let's go up. And th This is an interesting fact about dehydration. One of, the, one of the symptoms that you're dehydrated is you've actually lost your thirst. You no longer feel thirsty. And so you don't realise the very thing that you need is a big drink. And actually on the inside, so often as, as Christians, what can happen when we, the Bible says, be filled with the Spirit. And the way you be filled with the Spirit, it goes on, it says, by singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in our heart to God. One of the things that will refill you spiritually to get you filled up is to not just alone, but be together in worship, be together singing, be together singing songs. And you'll find that something happens. Not, not even, and, and Sundays are awesome, don't get me wrong, but you just sometimes need to go, the tank's got a bit low. I need to not just sit through one worship service. I need to sit through a few days because I, I don't realise it. And one of the greatest signs that you've lost your spiritual thirst is you're not even that excited about getting to church anymore. You're not even excited about being in the presence of God anymore. You don't realise. And, and sometimes, because the world, see, I, I did three years in the Army Reserves back when I was at university doing a business degree. And, and one of the things they made me do, Drew, you'll, you'll appreciate this, was a 10-kilometre run. And I, you know, and people call it a fun run. I don't understand those two words being in the same sentence. I'm not quite sure how that works. Unless there's a ball or, a, or, or someone's winning, I don't put fun and run together. But anyway... So I'm, I'm going there to do this run and it's, it's uh, over 110 degrees hot. It's in Brisbane, in Inogra, and it's hilly. And I get up and I eat nothing for breakfast. I drink nothing. I, I'm like young and crazy. And I had a banana. That's it. And I'm running along dehydrating, but in my mind, I'm telling myself, I literally, it's mind over matter. It's mind over matter. It's mind over, it's mind, just be strong. It's just, it's just you just got to keep pushing. And I, I saw the finish line. And that's all I remember. I collapsed with heat exhaustion because it's not just mind over matter. I, my body needed water. I woke up in the office's mess in a water bath and they're trying to hydrate me and get me to come back awake. And sometimes we're running along as Christians just going, no, 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 it's just, it's just mine. I've just got to stay strong in my mind. It's mind over matter. It's mind over matter. But actually what we need is a great big drink of the Holy Spirit through worship, through praise, through the atmosphere of God, that's what we need. And I'm wondering here today, how your atmosphere, how, how the thirst in your heart is. Are you, do you say like David, I'm longing for your presence. I'm thirsting after Almighty God. When was the last time you were in extended worship and just forgot about everybody else? 
lifted your hands and said, let's just keep singing. Let's just keep singing. Let's just keep worshiping. Let's, let's just keep enjoying His presence. Because that's what happens in a mountaintop experience. Then here's, here's what happens. Watch, watch what happens. Once, once you start to get filled again, once you, once you start to slow down and Pastor Phil will keep you on your feet for a while for two reasons. He might even say this, but laugh if he does because I've already told you. One, when you stand up, you lose calories. That, that, that's going to help you. And two, it'll keep you off your device. Uh-huh. And I, I heard him say that once. And, I'm, and the moment I sat down, I went to my phone. I'm like, oh, that's it. We live in a distracted generation. And we need to learn to be sustained in the presence of God and the love and connection with Him. And that's what we need. Now, when this begins to happen and you breathe the presence of God over and over and disappointment washes off and hearts that have got heart begin to melt and, and the Word of God begins to come and challenge our mindsets, this is what begins to happen. We begin to hear God's voice so much clearer. We begin to see vision for our future so much further and we begin to have faith come into our heart for so much greater. And it's what God does, but He, he can't do it right now because I'm not, in a, I'm not yet in a place where I'm full and my heart has been melted with Him and my mind has been enlarged. But when I get up on that mountain, I can see the future, and God will speak to me. And you've got to make a priority as a believer for mountaintop moments of setting days aside for God. What happened for us, and I'm going to finish with this story, the very first uh, presence conference that Danielle and I went to, uh, it, was, it was 18 months into us being married. And so we're, we're there. It was our first conference we ever went to together. We went along, and we're just, we're just like, you know, life's great for us. We're on a trajectory. I'm a business guy. Danielle's a midwife. Uh, that means she delivers babies. means she has a deliverance ministry. Oh, come on. That was a little bit better. So I caught you off guard. I know I did. In fact, there was a moment in our, in our life that came where she had to choose between pastoring and being a midwife. I like to call it she had a midwife crisis. Okay. All right. Sorry. Anyway. Anyway, we go to this conference. I'm hanging around with Pastor Drew too much. He's, he's a funny guy. It rubs off. So we go, we go to this conference, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, excited about life, not, not really knowing what's going to happen with our life. And we get into a session after a few days, and what will happen is that you'll have mountains on the moment top. They might come through the music. They might come through just a, you'll have moments on a mountaintop. They might come through music. They might come through just a moment with God, a picture, a vision. They might come through a message that rocks your world. We heard a message that rocked our world. And at the end of it, it was a guy, by a guy called Rick Shelton. I don't know if you know Rick Shelton. But at the end of this message, Rick Shelton asked you uh, if you would fully surrender your life to God. And if you would fully surrender your life to God, would you imagine that you had a blank piece of paper in front of you and it's a contract between you and God. And it's a contract of all that God wants you to do throughout your life. Except there's nothing written on it yet. Would you sign the bottom of that and allow God to fill the contract in over the rest of your life? And here's little husband and wife, John and Danielle, sitting up the back, really not doing too much for God in, in that particular moment, enjoying being married, enjoying being young. And we're sitting up the back and the, and the presence of God began to hit us. And if I could get a keyboardist to come up now, that'd be awesome. The presence of God began to hit us as God began to challenge us 
about laying down our life for whatever he wanted us to do. And we looked at each other and we had this imaginary blank piece of paper. And I remember us crying because we knew what this meant. Our life is no longer gonna be ours. Whatever God says, whatever He asks, whatever He writes on there, it's a pre-signed contract. And we, we wrote it in the, in the air. We imagined and we just said, God, our life is yours. From that moment that happened, it, I, I believe it took us a couple of days to get into place where we would surrender like that. It took us to be on that mountaintop. And when we did that, within 18 months, we were the assistant pastors in our church. Uh, within a couple of years, we were the senior pastors, 29 and 27. Within a few years after that, we're looking after C3 uh, region and then Australia. And then just, it's like God, it's, I'm not sure, Lord, if you're done yet. He just keeps to seem adding, keeps, keeps to seem adding things. But it happened. And you know what? Zero regret. Someone once said to me, God doesn't come to fulfill your dreams. He comes to exceed your dreams. And sometimes we're living in this small thinking life and we need to get to a mountain and God says, no, 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 way beyond what you can see. It'll incorporate some of the things that you're dreaming, but way beyond what you can see for your life. If you'll let God speak to you, might be through a message. Might be through some music, might be a song that gets in your head. And years to come, you'll remember singing this song at that presence conference in 2019 because that song represented a work of God in your heart where He delivered you, set you free, got you on fire, set you on path for your life. You'll remember that song and it'll be something. Might be a vision, a moment. I could, I could literally tell you, Miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle that's happened. One, one year, my business in the next 12 months tripled its profitability because of a moment that happened at a conference where God just tore off some wrong thinking, broke a stronghold. Can we, we close our eyes together right now? Holy Spirit, I thank You for Your presence in this room. Lord, I know you're nudging people right now to rearrange their life, business people. If, you, if you're your own boss, give yourself a few days to get into the, into the conference and get into the house of God. Uh, if you're working for somebody else, do whatever you can. Beg, borrow, don't steal, but do whatever you can to get into that atmosphere because I know God is gonna meet with you. We need mountaintop experiences in our life. Father, I pray. For Pastor Phil and Chris this week as they lead this conference, Pastor Jürgen and Leanne as they minister. Lord, for all the speakers, all the volunteers, all the servers, God, I pray that as we come into this week, that You will come and meet with us. That so many people in this room in C3 South Campus will have an encounter with You that changes their destiny, sets them on the course of God for their life, enlarges their world, breaks strongholds, shifts them into a new day for their life. I'm asking for it in the mighty name of Jesus. I said a little earlier, if you're here today and you've never surrendered your life to Christ, God loves you so much. You were created to have a relationship with Him. That's the, that's the reason He created you, first and foremost, because He wanted you to be in a relationship with Him where He could bless you, lead you, guide you. 
And you'll find until you walk into that relationship with God, until you surrender and let Him into your heart, you'll never truly be fulfilled. It'll be like you're reaching for something that just always seems to be out of reach because the only thing that will fulfill your soul is a relationship with the Creator who made you. He'll fill you with His love. He'll fill you with His peace. He'll wash away every sin. Guilt will leave you. And suddenly you'll find yourself saying, that's it. That's what I've been looking for. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 San Diego, go to c3sandiego.com.